That's right. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. That number is 455. No, 855-450-3733. <laughs> 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE as in freedom. See, I knew it a moment ago. Yeah. It's, you know, sitting there in the first time in that first chair. It's terrifying. I'm sure. Well, but, I mean, I'm not sure I'm experiencing it. So, anyway. Um, our normal, uh, you know, first chair host, Ian, who's almost always in the first chair, he is uh, in Tokyo on a business trip that he was supposed to accompany me on. And he really was the sort of second, the wingman <laughs> in this trip. And then I didn't make it through the screen that is uh, Japanese immigration. He did. So there he is, uh, wandering around Tokyo. Uh, enjoying the food and kind of being entertained by the and i have no idea i mean i have no doubt that it was really awkward for you and really unpleasant for you but at the same time i love being able to say that i'm friends with someone who was blacklisted from japan yeah (laughs) so kudos on that yeah everybody else is like big in japan not me the whole government of Japan says no to mark edge of course (laughs) i'm aria joined tonight by melanie and mark and uh, Melanie, you brought in an interesting story regarding the sex strike as uh, put forward by Alyssa Milano, who was this i mean, sort of washed up actress, I think, right? The amazing thing is, is Alyssa Milano has been on a sex strike with me for as my whole life. <laughs> yeah, so she... Likewise. It's, it's really weird because you shouldn't really be sleeping with people, if you're straight, who disagree with you on abortion. That's just a bad plan strategically. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> I, I would aside agree. Aside from all the moral issues, whichever side you're on, it, that's just horrible, horrible strategy. But I also don't know that you know I would stop to ask a prospective par- prospective partner what their position on abortion was before I had sex with them. That's that to me seems like a really good way of ruining the relationship before it gets started. That sounds to me like you're opting into whatever rules exist uh, surrounding the state at that you know in the state at that point. Not necessarily because they can just leave the state. Yeah, but um, I'm, I mean it more generally. You know, I don't want to sit down and talk with a, a girl or a, obviously not a guy, but a girl or whatever. And, you know, present it like abortion is just this key thing that I absolutely have to know the answer to before we can even pursue a relationship. Well, that w- I mean, that would be like, I mean, to do- me it is. It's, there's a couple of things that I, I find just really, really important. And if that it's kind of a phase one or phase zero almost you know vetting stage and if you answer differently than me then we're not compatible fair point so what is this story uh that you brought in if you want to take it away yeah so and to be fair um the left is kind of fighting each other on this so it's not like everyone (laughs) in the left is like yes this is a great idea so i bought in an opposing article from cnn written by someone who is also in favor of abortion so now, are they in favor of abortion or are they pro-choice? I mean, because well, there is a distinction to be made between the two. Well, they're in favor of abortion being legal and not socially uh, condemned. Okay. So they're pro-abortion. That, that's what I would characterize as pro-abortion. I, don't, I know some people who are like pro-mandatory abortion, and I, I would call them pro-abortion. I don't know. I guess it depends on what, what, what do you mean, labels like, aren't. Well, you're dealing with some people with some very um, unusual opinions surrounding... Yeah, that's abortion. not a mainstream opinion by any means, but I do right. know individuals who advocate for mandatory abortions in some circumstances. I'll go ahead and state mine. I believe that an abortion is the ending of a human life. However, 
I am of the opinion that I can't solve that problem. The state certainly is the least qualified organization to be involved in that problem, and that many abortions are probably the best outcome for a given situation. I don't agree or disagree. Uh, It may, in fact, be a taking of human life. To me, that's really not relevant, whether it's true or not. Uh, To me, it's more of a question of the woman's body, and it is her womb, and if she chooses not to have something in it, then she can have it Do you think she should be able to kill the kid that uh, that she has given birth to already? No, she's. it's no longer part of her body. It's no longer inside of her body, so she no longer has bodily... Yeah, but she has to take care of it. Not necessarily. She can shove it off to, you know, an adoption clinic or a family member or whatever. But she, she can't could. she can't do that. But does she have a responsibility to like are you are you mandating that she now has a responsibility to care for that child in so much as making sure that someone leave other family? I mean, could she just walk out of the house and leave the kid to starve to death in there uh, for all she cares? Sure. So you think she does have the right to do that? I would say she, she does. She doesn't. No, so, so no, no responsibility rests upon her to care for the child after the child is out of her womb. Correct. Okay, great. Only the responsibility that she places upon herself. Wow, that is libertarian. <laughs> uh, 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 like that, that's a very libertarian position. It's also completely insane. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm okay with that. Yep. Just so well, long as we understand. Well, I, I disagree that it's a. I mean, this is kind of the one thing that's not agreed on by libertarians. No, I, no, it's not. Or by any three people. Or, no. yeah, or by any by anybody at all. Republicans, Democrats, pick your pick your poison. So, actress Alyssa Milano has become one of the Me Too's movement's most powerful celebrity mouthpieces. I don't even know who she is, and I don't really. Alyssa care. Milano was on a, a sitcom in the '80s, and she was a a heartthrob at the time. She was she was a very attractive young lady, and is not an unattractive older lady. I think she might be older than she must be older than me. It would be my guess. I thought she was one of the actresses in Charmed, and that if, was what she was if primarily known for. This is a picture from. of her. Then she looks about fifty. Oh, I'm about 50, sadly. I'm going to check her out on uh, Wikipedia. They'll know (laughs) how old she is. Good idea. So she's calling for a sex strike now, which is to not have sex with conservatives? She's younger than me. with anyone. Alyssa Milano is younger than I am. So this is her tweet. Our reproductive rights are being erased. Until women have legal control over- But it's not reproductive rights. It's non-productive rights. Until women have legal control over our own bodies, we just cannot risk pregnancy. Join me by not having sex until we get bodily autonomy back. Which is just a really ridiculous statement. It is because birth control is a thing. Yeah, so not only is birth control a thing, but if you go to say to a bunch of pro-life people, well, if you don't let me kill my babies, I'm just not going to have sex, they're going to be like, great. Mission accomplished. Right. So um, it's stupid for that reason, and then it's stupid for the reason of if you're not having sex with conservatives, you shouldn't be doing that anyway if you're a leftist who wants abortion. And if you're having sex with <laughs> liberals or leftists, then you're just punishing them for what the conservatives were doing. No part of this makes any sense whatsoever. No. Well, I, I suppose what her hope here is, is it's a it, what is this? Is is an acknowledgement that men have more political and social power than women, right? Um, or a, a it's a an, claim to that. It's a claim. I'm sorry. I, I prefer that. Thank you. It's a claim that men have more uh, political and social power than women, and that if if liberal men or pro-abortion men are convinced 
um, to, you know, that, that, that if they're spurred into action, that they can get something to happen that Alyssa Milano can't in and of herself. I suppose so. I mean, and it is true that um, demographically speaking, uh, men are disproportionately powerful politically uh, related to women. Meaning that there are more men in political power than women? Yes. You and know, this isn't to say wait, that women I, I aren't pulling the that. strings behind the particular men in question. That's a really important factor, right? right? If you were an alien who came to Earth and you saw a man sitting on a cart being pulled by a horse, who would you think was in charge? The man. Maybe you would think that. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you would think the horse was in charge because he's the one pulling the cart. Um, you know. Well, I, I tend to think that an alien, you know, would not have any understanding of what the hell was going on. No, but they would have the intellectual capacity to, you know, read the They'd situation. They'd say, "Here's the larger being that is clearly in charge of the situation," and choose the horse. That's what I say. Um, in, nonetheless, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I every, disagree. Nearly all of the men in Washington D.C. I believe that's who we're talking about here. Merely all the well, and, no and one state, here should head and nodding. state representative governments. Fine. Um, nearly all the men in Washington D.C. and state capitals, all the liars and thieves um, in these places, are married. I, I suppose so. And nearly <laughs> all of them will tell you. Uh, we'll, we'll use terminology like, oh, got to check with the boss, uh, the chief says no, or a whole bunch of other things. They don't say this for no reason at all. As a right. married man, <laughs> if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. I believe that. I, I mean, I used to be married, and it was like that where I couldn't even smoke marijuana without my wife's explicit permission. This is Free Talk Live. The number is 855-450-FREE. We'll be back in a second. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio you control. Be sure to give us a call at 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. And uh, with you tonight is Aria. Melanie. And Mark. Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything that's related to cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin Cash. Uh, By the way, folks, the bull run is on in cryptocurrency, and it's time to be paying attention. Not like I didn't tell you it was coming, okay? I kept telling, I kept saying, I kept, this is going to happen, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Maybe now you want to get on the train. Maybe you want to wait around. Those are your choices. See, I still think it's going to hit $500 before September 1st. That's my prediction about it. Well, um, what do you base that on? <laughs> uh, just gut feeling. I recognize that there is absolutely no evidential basis for it. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you choose to believe either one of these statements, you ought to check out. Uh, you know, you ought to get educated. And the best place to start getting educated is Bitcoin.com. I mean, that's what we're talking about here, right? Right. Um, and uh, you can it can show you where to acquire cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin Cash, but I think they've got other cryptocurrencies that you can purchase at Bitcoin.com. You can use uh, you know, your Bitcoin Cash to acquire other cryptocurrencies, too. You can get the latest news, engage with the community. Um, you can play games at uh, Bitcoin.com. All kinds of things are available for you at Bitcoin.com. Very cool. It's certainly a source that I like. Yeah, I, I get a lot of Call to Freedoms, which is a show that comes on just before this at dlive.lrn.fm. I get a lot of our new cryptocurrency news from news.bitcoin.com. It's an extremely awesome site with a lot of knowledgeable people behind it. But we've been talking now about um, Alyssa Milano, who is calling for a sex strike 
by women. She thinks she's the boss. As so, yeah, so she thinks that a <laughs> she can accomplish accomplish this. I I, I would be impressed. I, I would be legitimately impressed if she caused even one woman out there to go on a sex it's, it's strike. It's kind of a contradiction because on the one hand, it's like saying, look, we have so much sex that we have to kill people in order to keep having it. But also we're going to go on a sex strike when men aggravate us. It seems like a really good way of creating more gay men. I don't know that sexuality works that way. <laughs> Um, Prison suggests that it does indeed work that way. (laughs) There's something called situational homosexuality. And um, I mean, I don't know. You can define homosexuality how you want, but there's sort of the activity and then there's the feeling. So, you know, I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, uh, you know, she's not calling for people to stop having romantic sex or, you know, involved sex with their partner. She's just calling for a sex strike in general. Yeah. Well, that would include all of those other things, right? Right, but presumably uh, the men could just have non-romantic sex. With each other. With each other. Yeah. Or with any of the women who will not be participating with this, which is most of all women. I'm really... But yeah, even if they pulled that off. I'm hoping the wife isn't, uh, hasn't been uh, you know, hanging around with Alyssa Manolano, as was what my concern here is. is I, I really don't have to worry about whatever men Aria thinks I should be sleeping with or uh, you know, whatever women... Um, <laughs> what do you go like? Okay, in prison, that kind of makes sense, because you don't have Amazon in prison, but... Wouldn't you go to like toys before you went to other men if you were a straight man? Dear God, I hope so. (laughs) It's like, okay, plan B is just switch teams. Like, what? Maybe you're kind of bi to begin with, dude. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That is a fair point. I'm curious about the, the market aspects of this, right? Because if there's actually going to be a number of women who refuse to have sex, then that increases the relative value of the women who are willing to have sex so they can get more chocolate on their dates, more wine on their dates, yeah. or just simply more money from their johns. So then, generally speaking... This is the reason prostitution is illegal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not always, it's not this clear cut, but generally speaking, that would mean that it would raise the value of conservative women. <laughs> well, Good it's job, leftists. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a... Um, that's not a difficult task, though, to increase something from relatively low. And I say that because not because of anything in particular against conservative women, just against conservatives in general. You know, I, I'm not a big fan. Genuine conservatives, I'm okay with. But it's the Republicans and the actual people who I recognize as Republicans. So many people who call themselves conservatives are the problem. Well, and both groups exist, but from the, if you're just out looking for random sex which is kind of what this implies it's if it's going to have any effect i'm not sure that it has it, it implies that but all right then you i don't think most men care that much like i don't think i mean if you're not even asking people what would you do if we created this you know human fetus no i don't I, know that people are asking each other for their political affiliations no, I think that, you know, if a guy in a bar, uh, you know, is told by a woman, I would have had sex with you tonight. However, I'm on a sex strike because Alyssa Milano wants us to uh, <laughs> wants women generally to go on sex strikes, that that guy is not going to be in any way motivated to contact his congressperson to get political stuff done. And I think that Melissa Milano is misguided in the notion that, A, his opinion would matter. 
as a man who has contacted more than one congressperson, I can tell you they don't care what I say either. So, um, you know, none of all of this just sounds misguided. You only even get personalized letters back in New Hampshire. Most anywhere else and on a federal level, it's just a forum letter. Thank you for contacting us. It's a forum letter in New Hampshire, too. I feel like I've gotten specific letters back. It does sort of seem like she's saying that, you know, men should have this decision to make in regard to abortion laws and that they made it wrong. But she still seems to want to defer to men to make the decision. Many of the people who made the decision were male. That does not mean that this is the problem. This is the logical fallacy that goes through so many feminists' head is that because many men, mostly men, made the decision to make whatever it was legal or illegal does not mean that men have the ability to make that decision. Right. I, as somebody who self-identifies as a man and I've got the equipment to prove it, um, I'm just not – no one asks me. The politicians don't ask me either. They don't care what I say either, ladies. No. I mean, that's true of politicians in general. Yes. Whether we're talking about abortion or some other issue. I realize you understand that. Melissa Milano probably does not. And if you believe in democracy, and I mean that literally – then there are slightly more women and less women are felons. So women would be the ones with the real power uh, if if that is in fact how this system works. Uh, as far as I know, we've not had any sort of election, so to speak, or ballot proposal to determine whether or not wider society wants to legalize abortion or outlaw it but they voted for the representatives that would do something like this who probably ran pretty heavily on it in georgia i don't know to what extent yeah but i mean Alyssa milano didn't vote for it you know right which is partially i'm assuming she lives in california if she's an actress how not sleeping with men in california is going to change a state law in georgia i don't know she's got a plan (laughs) it's good to have a plan i mean it's a nice place to start i don't think she does have a plan oh she's got a plan yeah i don't think she has a plan either well okay there's a distinction between good plans and bad plans this is a bad plan (laughs) this is the point you're just doing random things (laughs) this is free talk live that's 855-450-3733 again that's 855-450-free she's christmas treeing the test what she's christmas treeing the test that means just putting in random answers in a multiple choice test. Oh. Yeah. At some point or another, you're right. This is Free Talk Live. Go to themorganreport.com and receive updates and insights you will not find anywhere else on the web. You will discover how to grow and protect your wealth under all market conditions. The Free Morgan Report provides interviews, webinars, question and answer sessions, plus mind blowing videos. As David Morgan says, let my passion create your wealth. TheMorganReport.com. TheMorganReport.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio you control. So be sure to give us a call at 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. With you tonight, it's Aria, Melanie, and Mark. And before we get back into this uh, ludicrous discussion about what um, Alyssa Milano has decided to attempt to do. Is there some point in tonight's show when we are not going to have a ludicrous discussion? I hope not. Okay, great. Probably not with me here. Right, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, you know, you're experiencing the show entirely differently than I am then. Absolutely. 
Uh, join liberty-minded voluntarists, voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians this summer from June the 13th until the 18th for Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Bunch of unwashed hooligans running around in the woods of northern New Hampshire. Come on out and enjoy us. And, and all shrooms, for the most part. Well, there could be that. You know, having taken my son to Fork Fest and Pork Fest, I can sort of look at this from both sides. Like, I... I know what happens, but it it doesn't seem to happen around the kids, right. interestingly. They're, they've got other things to do. It has nothing to do with our nonsense. You know, they want to go to the pool and, you know, do all the other stuff. So, you know, it's but interesting. If, well, if you don't want to do shrooms or anything like that, no worries. You can simply relax <laughs> and go camping with other Liberty lovers, or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. It's totally decentralized, which means you can plan an event just let others know in advance. You can connect to them via the unofficial Telegram chat because everything is unofficial when it comes to ForkFest. It's pretty clear what Ari is going to be doing officially. <laughs> or using the ForkFest forum. You know, I, I enjoy ForkFest considerably more than ForkFest. I mean, the first year I went, I was pretty caught off guard by the staggering dif- difference from when I went to sleep the last night of Fork Fest, and when I woke up the next day, and it was officially Pork Fest. Yeah, much more orderly. Yeah, the ambiance had changed, the crowd had changed, the mood had changed. It was much more strict and it orderly. Was Fork Fest that kind of convinced you to move up here to New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So it's a great place. Um, be sure to check out the website at forkfest.party. Again, that's forkfest.party if you would like to learn more about it. That's what it is. It's a party. It is. And it's a fun party, so definitely check it out. I believe Free Talk Live will be broadcasting. From oh yes, it. oh yes. No way for me to get out of it. Ian, the, this is Ian's <laughs> favorite week of the year. I mean, I it, can see why. I, there's no way I could get out of this. No, definitely not. I I may be there for both Forkfest and Porkfest, but at the moment it's looking like just Forkfest. Okay. So that's ForkFest.Party. Now, we've been talking about Alyssa Milano, and of course you're invited to give us a call at 855-453-Free. But before we get into that, um, Melanie, you've been telling us about this story where Alyssa Milano has this idea, but she doesn't seem to know what effects it's going to have. It's like she just came up with the idea. Yeah, she kind of just feels, I mean, based on her tweet, it kind of just feels like she thinks that if we all keep sleep, if we all quit sleeping with men, then abortion will become legal through the power of Vaginaliness. Vagina, vagina magic. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't think that there's any requirement to have deeply thought out your tweet. Sure. Um, I mean, at 140 words, uh, characters, as it used to be at least, now it's not. Well, yeah, and that's fair too. You don't have room in Twitter to put a full plan for anything. Uh, well, there is a website called TweetLong or TweetLonger or something like that where you can post an excerpt and link to the larger tweet. Or you can write a blog post and link to that. There, there are plenty of ways to get the information there within that I think that Alyssa tweet. Milano has enjoyed a great deal of sexual power in her life, being, um, you know, one of the most attractive women in America at one point, and that she may have a misplaced value on sex and its power. Just I, guessing. I, I wouldn't be surprised to likely. find that's the case with... Yeah. Most women actors regular regular women do that too. You you'll see these women who you can tell that they never had anything else going for them, and then they just kind of don't realize that they got older. So they'll be in some business, 
and they're like 60, but they're still trying to like flirt their way into discounts. And it's just really 60. Yeah. Pathetic. And it's just it really happens at some point, int- right? Almost intriguing, I guess, because they never woke up one day. and was like, oh, I can't just sleep my way into this anymore. It's not even sleeping. Oh, the yeah, vast just- ma- many, many attractive women aren't sleeping their way to anywhere. They're just kind of dangling the remote and vague possibility of sleeping with them, um, which is, you know, something that I would encourage men to th- consider how often in your life and how often in, the, you know, how often in your life do you want to give somebody this kind of deference? Because I'm going to go ahead and say that the ever- the times I've done it and I have done it. Um, it has not benefited me a whit. Yeah, there was there were two uh, older ladies doing that when I switched my tires over last. Yep, and they it were really sixty-ish. Yeah, that's yeah, really it was really weird. I can imagine, like, because I can understand. I I believe that when they were twenty, they could do that, and it oh, yeah. worked often. Well, especially back then. And then, so they never acquired any other skills. It's a skill set, value. right? Right. Once you have this, I don't know if I would want to call it a skill set. Oh yeah, it is. Founda- you have the foundational uh, genetics to be able to work no, I mean, that's this not angle. A skill. It's not. The foundational genetics are not the skill. Okay, the skill it, is the hustling that goes with it. Yeah, you have to be okay. able to sell it. Right. You, I, you, I don't think you could just stand there and just if, stand there and be hot and then just get free things. I think you have to. I'm not gonna. This isn't gonna work. For I've never me. attempted, so I would not know. Right. I haven't either, but I don't. I don't think that you can. That's I could be wrong. wrong. That's harsh. Well, <laughs> wait, what's harsh? No, it was a joke. Let's just say that uh, perhaps uh, any woman that you might use this uh, these wiles on uh, would, would would be a very specialized. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, yes, I, I think that this is something that tends to uh, gravitate towards you know, like people people who very attractive women tend to do this, and probably. Highly gay men, like the what do they call them? The the ones that act uh, like more like women. What's the terminology? Flamboyant, effeminate. Yeah, flaming. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know either. Okay. I, I really don't know that much about the LGBT community, and it tends to get people within that community kind of mad at me. Okay, for being ignorant about it. But we have now Sarah on the lines, who's calling in from New Mexico. Sarah, what's on your mind? You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, I just it's interesting uh, topic you're talking about, but. You're going to die? Thank you. You, you need a no, glass of water there, Sarah? It's okay. I, I just want to mention that you know that I brought up that like 800 pedestrians were struck by cars here in New Mexico. Yeah. And so 86 of those are killed. 86 but, pedestrians okay. killed by drivers in New Mexico. All right. Well, 800 of them altogether were struck. All right. So, so like, you have the casualty report and then the uh, dead. All right. So how so many? The, so like seven. Go so ahead. Like, so 80, 86 of them are dead. So seven hundred twenty um, are alive, but got their legs broken, hips busted. But yeah, I don't think you know, the numbers are that high. Sarah. Or they just got bumped. No, maybe they are. I mean, she's. It sounds like she's got some. You know, she's been looking for some numbers. I I do see some stats now and then that. Uh, well, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, she called and said it was eight hundred road workers who had been hit in a single month by drivers, and now it's you know. 800 pedestrians. Yeah, there were 800, like, incidences or something. Go ahead, Sarah. What's your premise? Uh, Exactly. What's your timeline for eliminating the uh, combustion engine from uh, from planet Earth? Well, is drunk driving not illegal in New Mexico? Well, drunk driving, um, 
you know what? It's supposed to be illegal, but everybody drives drunk. Any- It's it's not supposed to be illegal. It is illegal in all 50 states to drive with a BAC over 0.08 at or above 0.08 because that is effectively a federal law. That's that's correct, the blood point average. But there was a year, like 30 years ago, we had like 6,000 DWI wrecks. Now, I think last year we were down to like 2,000. So that's like 4,000 less. I mean, mean, it has gone down like really down a lot. You know, with all the checkpoints and all the campaigns and stuff like that. But my my whole thing is, um, I do not see anybody make a big deal about it. I'm the one that calls. Well, we'll see what we can do about it. This is Free Talk Live. We're going to carry on with Sarah's discussion, so don't go anywhere. radio that you control you can take control of the airways by using 855-450-3733 again this 855-450 free as in freedom with you tonight is aria melanie and mark and we've been having a discussion about Alyssa milano's misguided attempts to uh, somehow take back bodily autonomy by not having sex <laughs> which you will not need an abortion most of the time, not all of the time, if you don't have sex. It definitely seems like this is the outcome that the conservatives would want. It's yeah. like, oh, you can't have abortions now that we've legalized and made them illegal. So you're going to continue having sex, which is the thing that leads you to need an abortion in the first place. So it seems like she is doing exactly what the conservatives would prefer her to do. The conservatives aren't exactly the most rational organization when it comes to abortion. Um, Certainly not. Who's more likely to get an abortion, a conservative or a liberal? A liberal. All the well, way. Right, liberal. but okay. you can be rational, but also not be willing to kill a whole bunch of people in order to win an election. Just saying. If uh, <laughs> if if a if which political party wanted... is that? What's that? Which political party is that? Is is what that isn't willing to kill a bunch of people to win an election? Um, none that I'm aware of. Maybe the LP, maybe not. But it's still a. It's at least debatable position. with the LP. All I'm saying is, is conservatives, if they wanted fewer liberals, would support liberals getting abortions. <laughs> yeah, fair point. That's all. I, I mean, mean you're, you know, you're not wrong, right? So, I mean, you know, the people that are most likely to get abortions tend to be below the mean on intelligence, tend to be below the mean on income, and tend to be uh, tend to vote Democrat. Who else would you want to get rid of as a conservative? Who else would you want to get rid of? Unwanted children who are going to vote Democrat, be poor and stupid. Just saying, that's the <laughs> well, statistical I likelihood. I can't argue with it, but I mean, the conservatives argue from their, generally, from their quote-unquote Christian perspective, which is that, you know, these are children and they're God's I don't argue whatever. from a Christian perspective. I'll say that it's the ending of a human life, but I believe that because A, I understand where humans come from, and B, I understand what life is. Um, that's all. 
Really, because that's my hang up on the abortion issue is that we don't have a valid definition of life that clearly distinguishes well, life there, from non life. There non-life. is a scientific definition of life, and it is incomplete at best em- or inaccurate at best. Growing like, embryos are alive. Well, yeah, but by the same definition, so is fire. Because so, it what? I, because it, it, it reproduces, it expands, it consumes, it does all of the things that their definition of life reportedly does it doesn't react in the same fashion that a living being would neither like a, does a plant you could touch the finger of an embryo and it would may perhaps uh, clinch or something uh plants are alive they are not sentient or at least we don't consider them that way Most right people don't i don't i don't know that fire meets that definition but if it does then okay fine it does and then i value things based on their sapience and based on their species and that, I mean, so that's fine. So yeah, so yeah, you know, pigs are alive, cows are alive, chickens are alive. Like it's, it's only when people have a vested interest in something not being alive that it kind of they get confused. Yeah, that they, they start. I, I wouldn't agree with that at all um, because I don't have that vested interest. But I would certainly argue that the distinction between life and non-life is an artificial one that we've created to inflate our own egos. The distinction between life and non-life was created to inflate our egos. Yes. Because I need to distinguish myself from a rock to yes. feel better? Yeah. And this th- this happens in uh, you know unconscious ways that have been going on for hundreds of thousands of years. But it's I understand my dog about. to be conscience, conscious, um, and I consider myself superior to it. He is more like you she, than the she, she. Did you sue the gender <laughs> of my dog? She is more like you than the rock. But this is uh, uh, very much like me. And, I mean, there's people who I consider myself to be superior to, and they're alive and they're human. Yeah. There's also people I consider myself to be inferior to as well. But- That's my point here, Melanie. Is is that um, look? Why are we in, why are we vesting in women across America the ability to choose who lives and who dies when I am obviously a better arbiter of that i say let me be in charge of the uh, the cull- the great culling that we need uh you know half the population i'll be the thanos hashtag thanos was right well thanos did it randomly so after yeah that, but... all right yeah thanos was wrong <laughs> let's go to the phones we've got al calling from iraq about iraq al you're on free talk live what's on your mind so, hello, good afternoon to all. I want to say hi to the manly guests you have in studio. And I want to talk about the situation in Iraq. Okay. All right. So what what is the situation in Iraq as you know succinctly as it can actually be conveyed? Because I realize it goes back centuries and, you know, it's a mess. Well, generally. there's lots of situations in Iraq, and I'm not sure which one we're talking about. Go ahead, yeah. Al. Uh, right now, there's there's a war going on here, but nobody's talking about that. Do you mean the war in Iraq as caused by the United States military, or are you referring to a different one? There's a civil war in Iraq going on right now, and Americans are funding it. Which side uh, are the Americans uh, funding? Is it both? The rebels, the rebels to take the country over. Can you describe the rebels to me and what distinguishes them from the not-rebels? Okay, uh, they are they are wearing red bandanas, like, and they wear no shirts. They go shirtless. All right, that's their physical description. They have a belief system that uh, we should know about. Uh, they only believe in money. All right, Th- those are the rebels that only believe in money, not the state powers that they're revolting against. Because I would yes. say that's true of both sides, is that ultimately all they believe in is money. Money is particularly motivating for humans. I know. 
these terrorists are attacking us. They are killing us. They are killing us all the time. They say, you dirty Muslims. And then they cut our throats. Wait a second. Are they not Muslims? Uh, I think they're at, like, they were Muslims, but now when they get money, they don't care. Now they hate Muslims and they kill everybody. Because I thought we were talking about uh, ISIS uh, here and, um, you know, a Shia, Sunni. No, no. Well, they have no, certainly no, came ISIS. to prominence because of our invasion of, or because of the United States government's I'm, invasion of I'm, Iraq. I'm sorry, but ISIS are good guys. All right. Um, I, I find that difficult to believe, too. But all right. From, from the Muslims that I know and have, in fact, lived with, I, I would disagree. They, well, they may be good guys, but they are not good Muslims. I would contend. No, ISIS is on the side of justice. We are trying to save the world, to clear the world of all, all bad. When you say bad, do you mean people who don't believe See, Islam, uh, Islam as uh, ISIS understands it? I'm uh, sorry, I didn't want to say ISIS. I wanted to say Iraq. I Okay, um, but uh, the point, the question at hand is... Um, you're, you're aware that one of the primary teachings of, well, I don't want to say primary, but one of the teachings of Islam is that there is no compulsion in religion, right? So any... I'm sorry, who am I, who am I talking to right now? You are speaking with Arya Demetso, who actually does a radio show that was began by a Muslim. Yes, yes, I know, but I'm just asking who am I talking to right now? Okay, I am Arya Demetso. What do you mean? That is my name. <laughs> thank you for the call. Okay, nice to meet you. My name is Al. Yeah, Al, thank you for the call. Uh, the situation in Iraq is certainly difficult. I don't, I'm not I don't an think expert. I know anything more about the situation in Iraq now than when that call started. Yeah, uh, I'm certainly not uh, more knowledgeable about it now. I, I am willing to defend that position that there is no compulsion in religion according to the teachings of Islam. That, I mean, Will Coley, who has hosted Free Talk Live here in the past, has that on a shirt in Arabic because it literally came from the Quran. Okay. So to suggest that ISIS is doing God's work or Islam's well, work, I mean, it's... At one point, he retracted all that and said that he was referring to the government of Iraq. I don't think he was, though. I don't know what he was thinking. I, I don't either. Um, there, there was probably a language barrier and probably a cultural barrier at the same time. I honestly wondered throughout the call whether or not we were actually getting a call from a member of ISIS. All right. Could be. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know what's going on uh, in Iraq in regard to the situation with ISIS. Um, if they want to kill us, they can line up. Yeah. Uh, clearly, they've existed for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole situation has been a mess for a long time. So this isn't news to anyone. But it was certainly the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003 that caused Daesh, which was what they were known as then, to go from this nobody political group to the quote-unquote threat they are today. Yeah, we watched, created that vacuum of power. I watched The Vice, or Vice, I'm not sure which one it was, the story of uh, Dick Cheney, and it was uh, it went into this to some extent, and it was kind of fascinating. I bet it was. Yeah. What was it called? Vice or Vi The Vice, one of the two. I'll have to look into it. It's good. It's very, very good. This is Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Give us a call. Take control of the airways. Tell us about whatever is on your mind. Don't you hate that feeling in the pit of your stomach when the police pull you over? Most people have no idea how to handle it properly, and they promptly get fed into the municipal fee-generating meat grinder. 
Or maybe you recall that feeling you get when you go to the mailbox and see one or more letters from the IRS. You get a sense of impending doom, don't you? So let me ask you, if you could learn how to use the law to beat the IRS, traffic tickets, almost any courtroom scenario, collectors, credit card debt, and even mortgage debt because of fraud perpetrated against you, would that be worth knowing about? Don't laugh. Investigate. Check out the life-changing benefits of the Lighthouse Law Club at their website, lighthouselaw.club. That's lighthouselaw.club. And while you're at it, visit the Lighthouse Law Club YouTube channel. You might be in for a pleasant surprise. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. As always, you're invited to give us a call at 855-453-733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE. Or use the Discord call-in lines, which you can find at discord.lrn.fm. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And I want to tell you about this book series that my son uh, got recently. It's called The Tuttle Twins. And in it, he learned about liberty, free market economics, and entrepreneurship. And these are ideas that they're not teaching in school. What do they know about entrepreneurship at a government school? <laughs> I mean, literally nothing. Right. They're monopolists. They know nothing about free market economics. <laughs> And, um, you know, if if you do find that rare teacher that's able to teach the, uh, this these ideas, they unlikely uh, they are unlikely to actually be able to teach them because somebody will stop them. So unfortunate. Yeah. If you get a young person who's be, between the ages of, say, uh, let's call it six and twelve. I think okay. uh, probably good for these books. Uh, I whether this young person is your child or your nephew or niece or somebody who's close to you. These these this book set is it's a great choice because it will teach them very quickly and succinctly. It, what it does is it boils down some of the great works of libertarianism. So, Creature from Jekyll Island is one. Um, Adam Smith's work uh, is another. There's several of them, and each of them addresses one single thing. And Jack loved them. It, awesome. So much so that he was willing to do an ad for them, and he did a little bit there. So you're probably hearing it if you're listening on uh, the radio. You get to hear my son talking about uh, these books, and he loves them. He's he's actually read more, read some of them more than once now uh, through. So you know that's uh, about as good of a endorsement as you can possibly make in a book series. And yeah, he claims that he has learned. Liberty, free market economics, and entrepreneurship is the quote that I worked out with him, just sort of talking to him. And if you want to get these books, uh, go to TuttleTwins.com, use coupon code FTL. It saves you 40% off. So it's TuttleTwins.com. That's a pretty good discount. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty deep discount. They also have a discount that's associated with the website anyway. Either way, it doesn't matter what the price of these things are because they're life-changing books. They're important and they, um, they'll, they're, they're important for these kids to see. They're not particularly long, but kids can consume them on their own. It, gives, it empowers them in that way. So TuttleTwins.com, coupon code FTL. Please use that. Gives us credit. And it's TuttleTwins.com. Very cool. I, I've I've read a few of the books. I I really have you read them. I did. Okay, well, cool. I read a few of them. Yeah. Uh, 
being an adult, I found them a bit too yeah, on, sure, on the nose, juvenile, right? Yeah, <laughs> they were a bit too direct with the message they were attempting to convey about yeah. free markets and things like that. I would have preferred a little more subtlety, but I'm also not. But Jack has never heard of a free market, so yeah, I'm not, you know, ten years old, so. Right. For me, obviously, being a 10-year-old, I would have loved them. I, I tend to think I probably would have loved them. Yep. But who knows? Now, we've been talking about Alyssa Milano, who is calling for a sex strike as some kind of way to regain bodily autonomy. And, Melanie, you have the story. So, uh, she's implying, evidently, that women pretty much only have sex to please men and to have babies. Yeah, and that was the implication that some of the complaints i guess from the left said that her tweet had and that that's why she shouldn't say it um that it reinforces the idea that women are the supply and men are the demand right they're the the gatekeepers to the sex machine which is still probably true though they are the gatekeepers (laughs) to the sex machine but it's it's a problem to say it she's right Right, but uh, I don't know if she's right. Uh, they are gatekeepers to the sex machine, certainly, but uh, they should also not just be having sex for the men or to have babies. They should be having sex. I, I would say I don't want to say should because that's such a loaded word, but ideally, you if know, if they're going to participate in sex, they should do it because they chose to. Yeah, and because they want the same pleasure from it that a man ordinarily gets. Well, I don't know that you could. I, I wouldn't propose to know what, what sort of pleasure a woman gets from sex. However, I can. Uh, I, I feel some level of confidence in saying that they get pleasure from sex. Yeah, it's certainly not just about pleasing the man or having babies, which is it does seem to be what Alyssa Milano's tweet sort of implies. Yeah, that it's just a thing that we can withhold because we don't care anyway i guess i don't know well maybe if you're 50 years old and you're starting i don't i don't want to use that term but maybe if you're 50 years old and you're not as sexually active as you were you're not going to miss it as much as someone who's 25 years old i uh threaten my wife with withholding sex from her on a regular basis and she laughs at me <laughs> so i don't know what it is going Do you on laugh there? when she threatens to refrain from it with you oh no that's serious business <laughs> okay Interesting um, sexual dichotomy there. Yeah, well, that's, but, I mean, reali- it's, it, that's yeah, reality. It of is life. reality. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. Were so, you married? I was. Okay, great. Yeah, but you know, we were young, so we had sex like all the time. Glad that worked out for you. Yeah, it did. So, Melanie, uh, you want to go back to the story? Yeah. So, Milano posted the ma- the missive. The missive. That's the I thing think she there wrote. should be a noun there. Missive. Um, the missive is missive is a noun. Okay. A few days after the Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed the heartbeat bill, one of the most restrictive abortion laws in the nation. Yeah, one of the silliest, too, as they talked about, I think it was Tuesday night last week on Free Talk Live. It it causes women who are pregnant and in jail to technically be assisting the state and holding someone hostage for the crimes of someone else. You know, once they extend those rights to the fetus, it's in, it's entitled to due process as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're imprisoning the mother, you're imprisoning the fetus, and the fetus hasn't committed a crime. So, well, did well, you guys I think about that? I don't know that the fetus has a legal right to go come and go as it pleases anyway, because neither would an infant or even a, a small child. But they don't throw infants in jail with moms. They, they certainly don't. often take them to a special place, at the very least, if a woman gives birth in jail. 
I mean, it's 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 jail, but it's some other form of confinement, and the infant could be taken away by the father or something like that. Okay. I'm not familiar with, you know, how the state really handles this sort of thing. I'm sure they've had to deal with it. I'm sure they have to. But uh, it's certainly a problem in Georgia because that is the implication of it. I mean, if they... There's a whole variety of problems with what they passed in Georgia. And I don't think they thought for a moment that they were going to pass constitutional muster anyway. I believe this is a shot over the bow, as a listener actually brought this up, and I believe, and I agree with him, that this is a shot over the bow of places like... uh, uh, New York, and who has passed basically this moment-before-birth kind of uh, abortion laws. See, I think what their plan is is to pass these laws so that they get contested in court and make their way to the Supreme Court, hoping that the Supreme Court will overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah, which is what's going to go on, which is why courts, or or at least common law courts, are just ridiculous ways to go about anything at all. But yeah, so there's now a new structure to the Supreme Court. And there is soon to be another new structure because Ginsburg is not going to live forever. She's, what, like in her mid-90s now, I think. I don't know what she is, but she's going to die. And so by the time this gets up there, there's going to be somebody else, probably. So, she yeah, really a bunch messed of states up. Are, are, I mean, that's that's how you change laws in the U.S. You do a bunch of really silly things and see who can get up there first. I can only imagine that it was vanity that caused her to choose not to leave during the Obama administration. It couldn't be anything else. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope she uh, I hope she doesn't mind that uh, once she's gone, that the rest of us uh, are going to be dealing with an entirely different place because she threw off the balance or whatever. That's brutal. Sorry. I mean, it well, it is brutal. Okay, but if you're in your late eighties, you have to know you might not make it another eight years. Yeah, I don't want to blame her for it though. I want to blame the entire establishment for it. She doesn't the particularly ins- have an issue with the establishment, though. She's kind of part of it. She's Which a is grown all woman. All the more reason I don't want her in it. She knows why polit- how politics works. She's right. been in Washington, D.C. for decades. She was an attorney before that. I don't care whether it's right. She knew how it worked Fair beforehand. Point. And, you know, she knew. Well, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to say, well, every eight years we get a Republican, and for another eight years you're a Democrat, and a Republican. I mean, that's almost the entire pattern my whole life. I think she probably expected Hillary to win. I mean, most people seem to have expected It was close, that. but you shouldn't have taken the chance. No, I, I would agree, especially in that context. Um, give us a call, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio you control. Give us a call at 855-453-733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we've been discussing Alyssa Milano. And on that subject, we're receiving a call now by um, the resident non-show host, female, on the Discord line, which you can find at discord.lrn.fm. And you said you wanted to discuss Alyssa Milano. So what's what's on your mind? Hi, ladies and Mark. Um, I wanted <laughs> to talk about her premise, which is I think her, it's pretty clear her tweet is flawed and it's getting all this kickback and stuff. But if she thinks people are not going to have sex, like the Catholic Church has been preaching abstinence and they don't keep people from having sex. So, I mean, biology kind of has, too. You could end up with a kid you don't want and die of a disease, and people still do it. 
Yeah. Oh, for but, sure. I mean, like, all of that no, is no. a relatively unlikely outcome of having sex. It depends on how often and with how many people. Well, if you have sex every single day for a month, there's a 15 to 25 percent chance of becoming pregnant. And that's every single day for a month. And that's a 25% chance at best of becoming pregnant. And then you divide so, I mean, that, that by 30, depends right? on age, and most people don't do it for a month and then stop. Like, there, there well, are obviously, other we're talking there. about on average. But yes, most people don't well, have sex every single turn day that around, as well. All people who were born on the planet are the result of sex, and all sexually transmitted disease, or nearly all all sexually transmitted diseases, are transmitted through sex. So while you can say that sex is unlikely, most most sex does not occur in um, you know diseases or uh, pregnancy. You can say that disease that pregnancy is certainly the probable, almost certain outcome of enough unprotected sex, and that diseased. Uh, you know, sexually transmitted disease is the probable, almost certain outcome of unprotected sex with enough people. I think that was stated perfectly. And it just, again, goes to prove that she's not going to really keep anybody from having sex with her tweet. And then I wanted to real quick state my own views on abortion, because I think her use of the terms reproductive rights is another problem with the argument. Because yeah, it's, it's non-productive rich, rich, rights that she wants it's to not protect. A right, it's a responsibility. <laughs> Go ahead. It, it, there are, even if you, I think even in the cases of incest and rape, and when you go to the extreme cases, that doesn't mean that the woman isn't responsible for how she's going to take care of her body. And I don't judge her if she chooses to have an abortion. I never would personally. But I think calling it a right is absolute nonsense. It's a responsibility. So in the case of rape, I'm not sure how you incur that responsibility. I mean, I I have a... It almost seems too harsh to call it a preferred outcome, but I might have an opinion on the matter. I'm not sure how you incur responsibility for a thing that you didn't do. That's fair. That's fair. But she's... Even if she didn't incur the outcome of getting pregnant from rape or incest, she is then responsible for the life that's inside right, her. Right, but that's what, what I'm asking is, to do it, with that. is how do you incur responsibility by not doing a thing? Like, how how do you do nothing and in, incur responsibility? No, I, technically speaking, I, I think she has a responsibility to not directly kill the child because she has that responsibility to people generally. So I have a responsibility to not kill people in general and there's no good reason why the baby would be excluded from that but at the same time i don't see how she becomes responsible for actually taking care of them she's ultimately responsible for herself is i think it's at the individual level regardless of who impregnated her or how so she could dump the four-year-old kid i mean she could just leave him out on the street somewhere and absolve herself of that responsibility correct no, I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying in this specific instance of a rape or an incest, and she, you know, did not choose, did not incur the responsibility of that child. If she chooses to, I don't, I don't judge or want to mandate any sort of regulation on her right to an abortion or her decision to an abortion. But I do think she's responsible for the child that's then in her body. How, 
because it's there, regardless of how it happened. Yeah, so if you put a child in your body, then I would say you're responsible for them just as you are any other person that you put in a precarious situation to, you know, safely get them out of that situation. Could you say that the responsibility has been foisted upon her? Yeah, that's well. That's not what responsibility. I'm just is. asking. I'm asking you, Melanie. I, I just don't know exactly because I I get the point that's being made here is that she's the one who's making this decision. Do we want to use the term responsibility to describe this decision? Is it a power? Because she certainly has the power to make the decision. I personally think it's a responsibility. I think Melanie disagrees, but. I, I would adamantly disagree because uh, the in the cases of rape, uh, the the pregnant woman had absolutely no say so in whether or not this was going to happen to her. That's that's literally what makes it rape. So she had absolutely no chance to avoid the consequences. She was simply stuck with them by someone else doing an immoral thing. Yeah, but that's not. there's other times in our life where we're stuck with consequences outside of our control, cancer, uh, sickness, tragedies, things like that that happen in life. You're allowed to like do things against the cancer and kind of otherwise protect yourself against natural disasters. Those are also not, none of those things are also not caused deliberately by another human being who is acting immorally. No one is giving you cancer. No one is giving you pneumonia. Yeah, so and, and there's things in there like there's things that I don't like. I don't necessarily like where that conclusion leads, but it's the conclusion that I think that I have to come to based on what I'm aware of. If there's something, maybe there's something I I haven't thought of, but I don't see you like you don't get a responsibility unless you adopt one. She hasn't done anything to adopt one, so I don't know how she gets it. So I before we go off any further, I just want to interject a story that I do know a woman who uh, was raped and became pregnant as a result and chose to carry the child to term. And life is pretty good now. Like she chose to be empowered around the subject, that she was going to make this decision, that things didn't turn out the way that she wanted them to, but she could make a decision beyond that. And that's a sort of a taking of responsibility. I don't know how I like to use the term responsibility in this circumstance, but uh, I can say that I at least know one person who chose to uh, be empowered around this subject, and life's turned out pretty well as a result. Well, yeah, that's a and, positive well, story. Even if she decided to abort the child instead, uh, I, I think that's in itself taking a, a form of responsibility because she's choosing the de- she's making a decision on what to do with the after effects of what happened to her, and I think she has she should have the freedom to do so. So I, I have to confess, I'm confused by your position right. okay, I'm, 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 that, Yeah, that confuses me too, because are we talking <laughs> about a responsibility to the child or a responsibility to make decisions in your life going forward? Stick with us for a minute, um, <laughs> because we do need to get these uh, confusion issues addressed, and we need Semantics. to clarify exactly what it is people are saying. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. Uh, give us a call at 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. That's 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. This is Free Talk Live.
Free Talk Live has found that though U.S. financial institutions are prohibited from doing business with foreign gambling websites, it's not illegal for U.S.-based Internet users to gamble on those sites. People have been using VPNs or virtual private networks to connect to sites like games.bitcoin.com and play games with Bitcoin Cash. Games.bitcoin.com features poker, blackjack, roulette, craps, keno, slots, and dice. You can conduct your own investigation at games.bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airways. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. Tell us what's on your mind. That's 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we've actually got um, a caller on the line who's uh, a regular listener to the show and a regular chatter in the Discord chat who has confused both me and Melanie. I Where think you, for different you can reasons. find this Discord chat at discord.freetalklive.com. Right. Uh, and I don't know why Melanie is necessarily confused, but I do know that the reason for my confusion ultimately was that uh, you seem to be making the contention that a person is not taking responsibility for this pregnancy, especially in regards to rape and things like that, if they choose to have an abortion. No, I don't think that they're not taking responsibility by choosing to have the abortion. I think uh, when a woman is pregnant, she is inherently responsible for that life. And then I morally disagree with her choice of having an abortion if she show if she so chooses. But I don't disagree with her uh, freedom to be able to do that. Okay, so is what that- do you mean by she's responsible for 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 the life? Because I, I think we might be using that word differently. Well, yes, because I, I think, Melanie, you see responsibility as something you incur almost. It's like a burden that you take upon yourself, whereas I think we can have a moral state of being responsible. And I think if I have it, for example, if I have another human life in, inside of me, I am I, just in, by being a moral, responsible person and now responsible for that, that life. OK, so you are saying that she is responsible to the baby. And yes. has a responsibility to the baby. Okay. Yes. Is that is that, that clear? Yes. Or, or it is to me anyway. But she can <laughs> alleviate herself of this responsibility. I'm unclear. Does Alyssa Milano think that this woman should be having sex or not? <laughs> <laughs> I think Alyssa Milano might need to have sex herself because uh, she clearly has forgotten how great it is. But uh, she's she's just barking up the wrong trees with her arguments. Well, if you're barking at trees to have sex, then there's the problem. Yeah, so and, and and part of my problem here with saying that someone who did not incur that has a responsibility to the baby, having a responsibility to someone doesn't just mean you have doesn't just mean to refrain from killing them. So you could have a woman who has designed her life around not being pregnant either permanently or for the time being, she might work around chemicals she might, you know, work long hours to exhaustion. She might have a suboptimal diet. She might do things that are beneficial to her life or maybe not beneficial to her life, but they allow her to, like, pay rent and buy groceries. 
that would be harmful to a pregnancy, maybe fatal, maybe not. She might be on some kind of meds that would be dangerous to the baby. And she did nothing to cause the baby to be there. But if she's responsible for, for to the baby, that means that she now has to take care of the baby just in a way that anyone else would have to take care of a baby. And that kind of implies that she would have to stop doing a lot of those things. That doesn't just mean, if I'm responsible for somebody, that doesn't just mean I have to not kill them. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. She should be responsible for adjusting if she chooses to be responsible for that child's life. Well, I mean, she doesn't have a choice. Like, she might have Uh, to have that job. Well, I mean, that's the issue here is that she literally doesn't get a choice. She is pregnant, right? One of two... Excuse me. One of two things is going to happen. She's either going to carry the baby to term or she's going to have an abortion or a miscarriage or something like that. But one way or another, time is going to continue to pass and something is going to happen. Yeah, I, the baby's going to get born or it's not going to get born. Right. So it's not it's not really a matter of choosing whether or not to create that situation. I mean, it's a, and I lost my train of thought. I mean, like adjusting her life. So. If you're going to put a child inside of you, I think you have a responsibility to adjust your life such that that is a safe thing to do. That might not be physically possible for a lot of people, either because of medical conditions or financial conditions or some other conditions that would be contradictory to having a baby healthily grow inside of you. She might not be able to do that, but at the same time, if she has a responsibility to do that, like... That's a problem if she didn't cause that situation. Well, thank you so much for the call. (laughs) There's certainly a lot to flesh out in this entire discussion. It's not an easy one to answer. And there really are. You know what we should do? We should let a bunch of uh, irresponsible politicians come up with the answers for us. I recognize the sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, I want to. Well, that's the reality, too. It, it is the reality. It's the reality it's a tragic and reality. the sarcasm all at the same time. That's why it's the mess that it is. Right. Because, I mean, ultimately, the, you know, who who do you want to be making these decisions? The individual, uh, ultimately. Well, they're, they're usually the best person to come to terms. And do you want children um, raised in homes that they're unwanted in? No, certainly not. And I mean, that's sort of the issue as it is, is that we've already got um, adoption facilities that are filled with children who are never going to be adopted. To me, it's not just reckless. It's downright immoral to add to those numbers. Well, um, you know, a lot of these adoptions are, uh, for whatever reason, substandard, right? Like there's something going on in the circumstance that uh, people don't want to be involved. in. I wanted to adopt rather than have a child. And my wife was of the opinion that she didn't want to adopt because there was a high likelihood, to her mind, that she'd be adopting a kid who had some kind of drug problem or something like that. And, um, you know, she just didn't want to deal with that. Right. And I think that's kind of fair that she'd be able to choose her pregnancy experience, right? Like, do, does she want to – because she wanted – she did all the things, Right. The adoption or the, uh, the, the taking the supplements and, you know, like meditation in a pool, you know, all this stuff, all these things that moms might do. She's done it all. And, well, 
that's the way she wanted to have uh, bring a kid in the world and raise them. And she's uh, can't argue with her results at this point. She's done reasonably well. When I was married, my ex-wife and I had a sort of compromise about this. We were going to adopt one and have one because oh. I preferred the adoption route as well for yep. the reasons that I essentially just outlined. There's a lot of kids out there who just need loving homes, really. Sure. And to me, uh, bringing in more life would have been reckless when that option was available. But, of course, she, driven by maternal instincts or whatever, wanted one of her own. So in order to reach a compromise, I was like, all right, well, we'll do both. Yeah, it's hard to beat the uh, We never did either, by the way, for anyone curious. We never did either one of those. Okay. So... I have no kids. All the problems that, uh, that that were obviously going to happen that would result in a divorce came up before the having kids came up. Well, it only resulted in a divorce because I chose for it, too. Okay. She's going to stick with it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the anyway, the abortion issue, or the Alyssa Milano issue, she seems to be operating under this delusion that women only have sex to please men or to get pregnant. And I'm not... You know, as I think more about what people are saying in regard to her tweet or her Instagram post or whatever in the world it was, I don't think that's entirely correct, a a correct assessment of her position, because the fact is guys like sex and you can use it as leverage against them. That's what I I mean, that's kind of sadistic, but also (laughs) even if you're willing to go there. All relationships are kind of sadistic. Okay, but even if you're willing to go there, like... That doesn't. You can only use leverage against somebody if it's something that they have the power to do. Right. I mean, that, well, that's why she's withdrawing consent, or why she's with. It's pretty clear women. that Melissa, Alyssa Milano has withdrawn consent to have sex with me, and she's been doing it for a long time. <laughs> what I'm saying, the guys. Have you she, asked? She and half the planet. <laughs> have you asked? No, not specifically. Well, she might consent. She hasn't. Not well, at this She hasn't reached moment. out. Okay, fair point. Yeah, she has not reached out. Just saying. Alyssa, reach out to Mark. <laughs> Actually, he's married. That probably would not be a good idea for anyone involved. I did uh, negotiate in at the very first part of the marriage that if ever the opportunity to have sex with Britney Spears arise, I'm okay. <laughs> 855-450-3733. Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airways using 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE as in Free Talk Live. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And Mark, you brought in a story about the first seasteaders, right, being arrested? Well, they're not arrested. They're on the run for their lives. According to Fee.org, that's the foundation for uh, economic education, and the article here um, from them says that the world's first seasteaders are now on the run for their lives. Now, what do they mean by seasteaders? People who live on the sea permanently and not within the boundaries of any particular nation? That's what sort of was going on in this circumstance. These people had created a homestead that was outside of the 12-mile international limit, just outside, um, near the, the municipality, unfortunately named Phuket, um, in, is that Cambodia or Vietnam? or No, Thailand. Thailand, uh, I believe. And 
Um, this the, the one person here, I believe, is Thai um, in, you know, sort of her nationality is Thai. Um, and they they were living this little sort of floating hut thing. And it was designed. So it wasn't like a, a boat as we would know it in the United States. No, this is, this actually had, it was a floating, what they called a spar, I believe. So this kind of weighted, it was like a cork with a, with a house on top. Um, this does not seem like a good idea. Oh, it was a great idea. Actually, it was the best oh. designed thing so far anyone's come up with for a uh, seastead. So, wow. I stand corrected. Right. When a wave comes, a boat goes up the wave and down the wave, right? Right. When a wave comes to this thing, the wave passes by this spindle that sticks out of the water that's kind of weighted but buoyant all at the same time so that it sort of stays upright. And then like the head of a pin, um, you know, sort of weighted into the water, the the house at the top. And when I, I use house, I'm using air quotes here. This thing was probably the width of... A large room, 15, 17 feet. Um, you know, you you pick your meters there, five, six meters wide. So it was small. Yeah, pretty small. And it was smaller than most bedrooms. Octagonal. Um, you know, this is uh, this was not your your average house. Heterodoxical to your normal domicile, right? Um, and nice. Yes, I, I had to do it. I was actually asked to use the term heterodoxical tonight on the air, so I've gotten it in, folks. Um, and yeah, they so they had this whole spot. W- apparently, they you know, they're twelve miles out, but they got a boat. You right. know, they can travel in and out. And apparently, when so they f- it can be steered and directed, right? No, it's not just this is not a boat. This is a, you know, it stays in one location. Okay. As a matter of fact, they went out to find it. They sank it out there. By sank, I mean put it in the water so it was up and down. And then they had to go find the darn thing later to uh, put the house on top. That was quite a task. And now they're on the run for their lives. Right. So let's go to the story here from Brittany Hunter. American software developer Chad L. Wartowski and his Thai girlfriend, Soprani Thepdet uh, made <laughs> history. This Chad and uh, Sup is what I'm going to go with here. Okay. Uh, made history earlier this year when they abandoned their landlocked lives and embarked on their uh, shared journey. I know she has a nickname, but I can't remember what it was. I've seen all their videos, by the way. Uh, their shared journey is pioneers living on a seastead in the high seas. Living on a permanent floating dwelling in international waters was supposed to make them the freest people in the world. Instead, it made them a target of the Thai government, which is now threatening the couple with their lives. Working with Ocean Builders, this is sort of his organization to some extent, a group of engineering-focused entrepreneurs who built these structures, the couple used cryptocurrency to purchase their floating home. The Seastead's Ocean Builders designs are octagons made of steel and concrete. The structures are inspired by the spar design of oil platforms that already exists out at sea except that they're not nearly as large, nor are they as expensive. While they are tiny, about 25 square meters, they are able to, so that's about 5 meters by 5 meters. I wasn't too far off. So it's, Looking at the picture, I'm confused. Uh, can they go into that enclosed yes. space? Okay. The enclosed space, they're standing on the roof underneath the uh, sort of ne- the lattice network of uh, beams, little, little, little iron bars or whatever that hold up a, a series of solar panels. So I don't know what else is going up on the roof there. Maybe they've got a place to grill food or something, but that's about all that's on the roof. 
is some solar panels and perhaps a grill or some other things. And then they can go down into the little hut thing and they can prepare food and sleep on the floor. I like the sentiment, but I would not want to live that way. Well, it, I guess fishermen come by pretty regularly to sell them fish. You gotta like fish to do this, I think. <laughs> I would say so. Because, yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not raising livestock. And so there. these are designed to withstand strong waves and even hurricanes. By the way, they were thinking about doing, uh, you know, t- to some extent, they were looking for aquaculture of some sort, right? They're going to raise some fish, and they were probably going to raise some seaweed and do these sorts of things. Once you're out there, you have to do some other stuff. And I don't know how they were getting internet. Hopefully, Chad worked that out. But um, nonetheless, that's what they're doing. And a seastead, uh, like a homestead, would not necessarily indicate that you would have internet, you know? Just say that you're surviving out there. I'm unclear on what homestead is supposed to mean. So I think a homestead would mean to most people that you, with your hands, cleaved the your living arrangements out of the forest. Um, in my oh, case... yeah, that would be hardcore. I called mine a farmstead. I, along with some other people that I know, built my house, uh, 700 square feet, and I had a wood stove, a wood, wood-fired external boiler, so I'd put, you know, pine wood, which if anybody knows anything about burning wood for fuel, you generally do not burn pine, uh, put pine out in this boiler, but it's outside, so a chimney fire is just an advantage for me. And I raised some pigs, we had some, uh, you know, gardens and all that stuff, but it took us 10 years to get this cleaved out of the environment, and we weren't on the most inhospitable place on the planet, which is the ocean, right? Oceans are highly corrosive. Um, This is difficult stuff. Yeah, they're not designed for human beings to live on, certainly. So anyway, going on here, uh, the spar platform consists of a 20-meter steel cylinder. That's long, 20 yards, folks. Uh, That is ballasted by concrete at the bottom. This allows for very little movement from waves, keeping the center of gravity low, uh, low below the waterline. So... Basically, big waves could come along, and they're still fine. Yeah, it, it sounds uh, like it would work. I understand the engineering of it. Yeah, but I, I really would not want to go inside of it. Okay, well, it seemed fine from the videos that I watched. Yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't want to go into a submarine either. And you know, those I've been in submarines, just not one submerged. Maybe the thing in like Disney World where you know, like you do the Captain Nemo's twenty thousand leagues under the sea, but I don't. Think of like a real submarine. Deep glass bottom I wouldn't boats. want to do any of it. Okay. Jesus. In uh, February. Well, the problem I'm is, is that though. governments monopolize land. Pretty much any place on the planet that you go, some government has claimed that for themselves. And they will claim jurisdiction over you in that area. The Thai government decided to claim jurisdiction over these people who weren't even within their international borders. Because no one's going to stop them. The United States government didn't step right in and say, um, I mean, Chad, Chad Urwadowski is a uh, American citizen. And um, presumably, what I'm told is the government is here to protect him. Why didn't the United States government step in and say, Thailand, this isn't inside your international borders. If you do anything to these people, we're going to bomb you back to the Stone Age. We're going to assassinate every single one of your leaders. I don't think Thailand has oil. 
Well, right, they're not going to bother. Because <laughs> A, the United States government doesn't care about Chad or Radowski, and B, um, you know, international law is meaningless when it comes to these organizations. Absolutely. I wouldn't even call it law. Law is something that you can back up with force. Well, um, the Taiwanese government will back this up, will back up their opinion that they can go outside of their 12-mile jurisdiction to enact their death penalty on these people if right, they Right, but wish. that's not international law. That's Thai Well, the law, international law is that they can't. Okay. Right. I mean, that's what yeah. everybody agreed but to. We're but stay. the international law is meaningless because no one will enforce it. Right. What are we, we going to go get uh, Pitcairn Island to go say, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. You know, who cares? <laughs> yeah, they're still dead. These organizations are organizations of violence at their core. The nation state, what distinguishes it from other organizational models is the claim of monopoly use on violence. And it is very clear here. That's why I like this story is, this, hey, look, ladies and gentlemen, freedom isn't as easy to get as you think. It certainly isn't. See, when people say, is that why they if you government? don't like the government, why don't you just go someplace else? Because they'll kill you if you try is the answer. Is that why the Thai government is pursuing them, essentially? No, they're not pursuing them. They're just threatening them. Okay. This is called a free... This is Free Talk Live. Give us a call. 855-450-FREE as in freedom. That's 855-453-7. Would you like to hang out with Penn Jillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a big tent approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL. 50 for a discount. This is Free Talk Live. Talk radio you control. Give us a call at 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. With you tonight is Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we've been talking about these seasteaders who have escaped from the reaches the of clutches. the nation's state, however temporarily. Well, the, the uh, their escape is what brought them into the, um, the, 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 the the evil eye of, of the state. So in this case, you're talking about two people, a couple, who were living out in this 25-square-meter hut on a spindle in the water. Uh, I, I have everything good to say about the construction of this and sort of everything bad to say about the Thai government and its reaction <laughs> To these people who clearly did not have a reasonable um, expectation of how things were going to go. Well, um, somebody has to try it, right? Somebody has to go, well, let's create a hut 
uh, floating on the water that is more than 12 miles out in a hospitable region of the world. And apparently this this region off of... uh, uh, a municipality I'm going to call Phuket for the pre- purposes of uh, FCC compliance. Um, right. And <laughs> they, uh, I guess there's not a lot of monsoons or anything that, that come by there. So that the water's pretty calm in this region. I'm going to take their word for it. But Well, evidently the thing can sustain hurricane. Supposedly, weather. but the idea is, is I wouldn't that want to put it to the test. This is the this was the best place to try it. Okay. Supposedly, yeah. Um, and of course, the state became aware of it and put its crosshairs on them because right. that's what the state does. Right. In this case, it was the Taiwan, Thai, 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 Thailand state, Thailand I don't know what the hell to call it. The Thai uh, state that decided to do it, not the uh, you know U.S. government. But the U.S. government didn't protect this guy. One of them's a U.S. citizen. No, and the U.S. government probably has no intention whatsoever of protecting the guy. But let's go to the phones. We've got Wesley, who is calling in. He actually said he wanted to discuss abortion, which was a subject that we covered uh, pretty extensively. So, Wesley, what's on your mind? Okay, so first I just want to know, like, uh, what's your guys' position on on abortion? Well, we fleshed them out pretty extensively during the first hour and a half. Can you do it in one sentence? Uh, I'm pro-choice, anti-abortion. I am pro-life from an anarchist perspective. You might consider me pro-choice from a status perspective. I think that, I mean, I I would repeal all murder laws. I think that abortion laws are especially problematic because you have um, issues of, it's it's a demographic with a really high mortality rate in the first place, but you know, you if you're if you are in fact actually doing an elective abortion, you're murdering people, and that's kind of horrible. Um, there are one also sentence, like, Melanie. Yeah, that's what I've been one thinking. Sentence. It's been way more than one sentence. <laughs> uh, my my position is that humans are obviously a plague on the planet, and death is the best solution. Go ahead. Oh my goodness, that's uh, kind hey, of hard. With you position. on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So uh, I, I can kind of argue both pro-choice and uh, pro-life, but well, since you, you guys are mostly pro-choice, I'm just going to say, um, wait, someone's mic is kind of messed up. Well, is that Arias? Arias talking into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I want you to argue um, the position that you currently hold. I mean, this isn't a debate show. I mean, tell us what's on your mind and why do you believe it? Okay. Um, okay, so... My my actual position is that I think abortion is kind of like a a, uh, a conflict between two values that libertarians hold. One oh, value yeah. is the right to life. Yep. And the other value is uh, self self ownership. Yeah, you got it, man. Yep. That's why there's yeah, no right so, answer. Hundred percent. That's exactly right. And I say that uh, that abortion is not a libertarian um, argument because it really just comes down to when do you believe life starts. And the the answer, like the answer, seems to be different for different people, and that's the crux of this issue. And if you can't get an agreement on when human life uh, uh, begins, then you can't get an agreement on when it should be protected. Well, I don't think that that's the only issue because there are humans that are alive that I think that it's okay to kill for one reason or another. <laughs> and most people, unless you are a complete pacifist you agree with that who, who are these humans oh boy people who are currently trying to murder you for example <laughs> or or like like people who are like brain dead they can't like experience or anything 
So it would probably be like okay or neutral to kill these people because they're never going to they're never going to experience it. Right. So my 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 position uh, just to lay it out real quick. Your brain dead. You're um, dead. It's kind of like uh, Walter Block's um, uh, uh, um, position on this is the uh, evictionist argument. So like uh, you you own your body, you have the right to evict people out of your body so long as you don't kill them. Right. So what if that, that would be like I disagree with that entirely. No, um, what if, what if you have, invite well, somebody well, in Walter your... Block said so long you can't di- said that you can't directly kill them if they die that's their problem. That's what Walter Block said. Yeah. Okay. But I don't I agree, would agree with I, that. Then. I don't agree with the evictionist argument because if I invite somebody into my house and that's the equivalent of having consensual sex um is you know a life is created you're you've invited them into your womb or whatever uh, you've put them into the womb. Uh, then... I hate to make this argument then. But in that case, if a woman agrees to invite a man into her body by penetrating her during intercourse, does she not have the right to evict him? Not in a fatal manner. Right. I mean, you well, can't the, say, oh, um, I'll come the, in, the oh, you didn't leave quickly enough? You're going to die. <laughs> why not? What If he continues to rape her, why can't she kill him? Well, if he how continues long are we to talking violate about her here? bodily autonomy, I don't know that a time frame is really necessary. You can, Like, just the, the Even, instant that the words, like, as she begins to speak the words, she can pull the trigger on the gun? Or after the words have come out of her mouth? Like, if he's in the process of... of- if I he's would trying say after, to understand what she's saying... After the words have come out of her mouth, hey, get off of me... It immediately becomes rape, and she has the right to self-defense in that scenario. I think you have to deliver, hey, get off of me, and like you can't just smile and do it. Like there's a there's a whole bunch of things that go into consensual sex turning into rape, and it's very complicated. And if somebody takes, I don't think thirty it is. seconds if I was having to sex with a woman, it, and she said, "Get off of me, I don't want to do this anymore." I, see what I think it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I'm going to go ahead and say, let's give them a full 60 seconds to, to determine raping this woman it's against not her rape will. at that point, because it, rape is non-consensual sex, and you can't instantly change your mind and turn somebody into a rapist. Can I, um, well, let me ask you this. If I'm having uh-huh. sex with my wife tonight, and uh, she's having, you know, she's in a position to, uh, you know, be, let's let's call her above me, um... And then I change in my mind whether or not I just want to have sex with her, but I don't tell her. And then I change back. Is she a rapist because for 10 seconds I decided she was? No, because okay, you good. didn't express that. Oh, well, I mean, you know, we're just talking about communication, and communication has a time lag. Well, consent has to be given, right? I got it. Well, consent was given. Yes, Cons- and, this then case, re- and then verbally retracted. I get that it's verbally retracted, but... How long, like verbally retracted indicates communication and communication requires time for the human mind to okay, process. Okay, so there's a difference between continuing and the fact that it takes, you know, two seconds or whatever to actually Well, I think on average out. it takes like four to ten seconds to process, to process information that you hear versus information that you see. Sure. But you got to imagine that when a woman says, get off of me, I don't want to do this anymore, she's probably pushing a bit. There, the, oh, she's, yeah. That's, she's more that's than communication. Likely, yeah. She's probably not just laying there and going, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I, let's, that's what I'm trying to say is, is I, I want to make sure that we're talking about communication here in its fullest extent. And if somebody takes a minute to comprehend what's being said to them, well, you know, if there's some pushing and some scrambling or whatever is going on, okay. Then, then I get that the communication time would be decreased. But you do agree that there is an amount of time 
for it takes for it to take somebody to to understand what's happening, right? Yes, but so, I think um, they should. Wait, wait. Uh, let me so answer for, his for, question. For the, uh, I think okay. they should, uh, at, at the at minimum, when presented with a situation situation like that, pause and not continue to actively thrust all while right. that information is processed. I think that would be the most rational and most expedient reaction. You in gonna that bring the G back here? Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, uh, Wesley, stick with us for a second because uh, you wanted to respond to Mark as well, and we want to make sure to get that in. This is Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE-IS-IN-FREEDOM. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airways. Talk about whatever's on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE. Or you can use the Discord call lines, which you can find at discord.lrn.fm or discord.freetalklive.com. With you tonight is Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we wound up back on the subject of abortion, which sort of unfortunate i mean it's a topic worth you know fleshing out because i actually agree with both wesley and mark on this particular thing and that there is no good libertarian answer to this someone if an if a pregnancy is unwanted someone is going to be aggressed against either the woman or the fetus define aggress uh from the standpoint of libertarians uh, uh violence or force or coercion will be initiated against them yes okay or um, it will persist against them, I guess, would be a more accurate way to describe it in regard to a fetus who is inside of a womb that the woman does not want the fetus to be in. Well, the fetus isn't aggressing. Well, it is. It's well, you trespassing have to, You have to have agency point. to be committing aggression. So if a leaf falls on my car, the leaf isn't aggressing because leaves don't have moral agency. They also lack the capacity to aggress. But if a, if so a, lion, a, fetus. If a lion eats you... The lion is committing aggression. I would it disagree because fall- I don't think a lion has moral agency. I don't think humans yeah, have but like, any moral yeah, agency. Yeah, like if, if a human that had no no moral agency killed you, like say like a mentally disabled person, I would still call that aggression. Or like a child. Children don't really have much moral moral agency. So I wouldn't if we were being technical about it, but... Th- yeah, see, to me, morality doesn't really play into it because morality is just a subjective set of people's values. I think it's important to understand that a, a fetus didn't just bling show up in someone's uh, womb. Not they usually. Got, they got there by sex. Now, that sex, in all likelihood, the, the probable uh, likelihood is, is that sex was consensual. And if that sex was consensual, then you knew probably that, um, you know, that, that babies happen this way. And if they babies happen this way, then you're responsible for your actions. If you walk out in the street without looking both ways and you get hit by a car, don't expect me to shed a tear. If you have sex and a child is the result, then you have the responsibility to take care of that child. You have now created a life. You have rendered a person incompetent. Whether they existed before or not, they are now a person and they are now incompetent and you are responsible for that action. You know, I to I kind of to I kind of like argue on on, on Mark's side. Um, on so Mark is I, kind of like saying like hold on, if you invite hold on, someone, hold on, because I agree with Mark as well. That's why I'm pro-choice but anti-abortion. Because you are a Mike Hog. Let poor Wesley talk. Well, I'm trying to, <laughs> but the 
the fact of the matter is I do agree with you because there is no actual moral justification to go through with the evictionism. Go Wesley. ahead, Wesley. Okay, so kind of to argue on Mark's side a little bit. So I, I guess what Mark is saying is that you uh, you consented for this person to go on your property. So you can't just like uh, um, evict them off your property and then kill them in the process. So it is similar to saying uh, you invite your friend onto an airplane and then once you're uh, 5,000 feet in the air, you're like, okay, I don't I want know. you on my airplane and, anymore. And, I'm going to kick you off. And it's worse than that as far as I'm concerned because you didn't just invite them. You took your unconscious friend and put them on your airplane because you didn't just go, hey, uh, embryos who wants to you know, be in my uterus, you actually put one there regardless of them having any say in it or not. And now you want to evict them at 5,000 feet, 10,000 feet, whatever it is that airplanes Well, go. I'll go even nihilist. further with this one, and I'll say that in the creation of a life, you become culpable for the care of that life because, um, because you know that the life that is created is incompetent. And you have rendered them into a state of incompetence. So you must, you must do what something... Yeah, like some responsibility to get them to the state of competence. In the case of my mother, she at the very least signed some paperwork that turned me over to a couple that were willing to do the things that it would that uh, were required to put me into the level of competence. I thank her for it because she could have made another decision, which was to evict me uh, ahead of time, and she didn't. Well, in regard to the helicopter plane scenario that a lot of anti-abortion people like bringing up look if you take me up into your helicopter and we're 500 feet up and you're like okay i don't want you on my property anymore if you can get me out of your vehicle sure that's ultimately what it comes down to to me if you have the power to do it that is ultimately you the think thing that it's that acceptable matters. to throw a person out of a plane no i would not choose to do it okay well, right, but that's kind of the question. Like, but I don't think the morality. Are... I don't think the morality of it is even relevant. It's a matter of what a person can do. And I what think the they morality of whether or not throwing somebody out of a plane is relevant. I think or that's not. the question. Like, I, well, I don't think anybody's telling them that it's a woman morally is wrong. Isn't going to stop them. You're going to have to physically stop them from throwing you out of the sure. plane. That's the part that matters. That's not the, the aggression. Not part. the philosophical moral argument against it. That's what well, we were talking about. Aggression and aggression has to do with the initiation of violence against somebody. Right, and uh, that's what we're talking about here. An abortion procedure is an initiation of violence against a, a being that was created, uh, you know, through voluntary action. All right. That sounds um, like responsibility. Exists. Wait, so wait, OK, so we can agree that like um, like the state is bad without having a plan to stop the state from aggressing on people. So yeah. right. um, like uh, like those are kind of like two different things, like our, our 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 ethics and like what we plan to do about those. Yep. So. Uh, so ju- just to point out that to 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 area because she said on um, uh, that about the the plain hypothetical. My point is that the morality argument, and thank you so much for the call. My argument is that the morality argument is ultimately irrelevant in regard to both helicopters and planes, and regard to abortion, because you can't reason someone once they've chosen to do something that you believe to be immoral. 
you sure you can attempt to explain to them why you think it's immoral, but at the end of the day, they've already weighed those consequences for the most part. They've already weighed the if good and bad. If you want to stop somebody from getting an abortion, I think you, you the best bet is to offer them some kind of compensation for not doing it. You know, give them some kind of scholarship or something. Um, you know, take care of them because they're clearly in a desperate situation. They're not choosing to do that. Just and as kicks. of now, the state will stop you from doing that because they will call that human trafficking and say I'm you're not hundred percent sure exactly how they do it, but I can tell I you. I am. Well, close you, you to may be more so, sure but that that's the case. So I have some friends who adopted a child relatively recently. I think uh, he's probably four or five at this point, and I know that money changed hands. Right, yeah, so you can pay the adoption agency, and there are limited specific payments that can be made to the biological mother. But you cannot just walk up to a pregnant woman and be like, no. I will pay you $50,000 if You're you right. have the baby instead of abort. That, they That's will true. charge you with human trafficking. I'm curious uh, as to what those limited, um, you know, like how slippery are these limited payments that can be made? It depends on by state. You're like So in Louisiana, you're allowed to pay for medical expenses and living expenses living during expenses, the pregnancy. Yeah. Right. So you can't pay off, you can't, and you specifically can't pay off debt. You can't give her extra money. You can't, and she's the one like carrying a baby, right? So and she's the one that's not allowed to, to get paid. Yeah, but you, if you're paying living expenses, living living expenses can be defined completely differently. You know, Ariana Huffington, for instance, is living expenses are significantly higher than Ariana DeMezos. Man, but, I pulled Ariana DeMezos. Darn it! She can't keep the I money. I really wrapped that together. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. Call us about whatever's on your mind. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Are you concerned that liberty, free market economics, and the values that made America great are no longer taught in schools? Well, so am I. So I got my son the Tuttle Twins children's book series. My name is Jack, and I'm 11 years old, and I just started the Tuttle Twins. So far, I have learned that some people can use the government to ruin the economy and destroy people's businesses. Give all the young people in your life a chance at reason and clear thought because they're not going to get it at school. There are nine books in the series and each one teaches a set of ideas that children aren't getting elsewhere. Go to TuttleTwins.com and use coupon code FTL to get 40% off. Again, that's TuttleTwins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Give us a call at 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we're going to, uh, we we have fleshed out this abortion topic about as extensively as it can be fleshed out. But Mark, you've got something on your mind, so what? what What's yeah. going on over there? If you like the idea of getting together with uh, you know a bunch of different people that might be open minded and wanting to want to hear real debates and share real solutions and converse freely about all kinds of topics related to liberty, well, Freedom Fest is the place for you. This year's theme is the Wild West, and they're going to have uh, lots of folks that you recognize. Penn Gillette, recognize that name. Candace Owen, she's getting a lot of news here recently. Lenore Scanese has been on Free Talk Live multiple times. John Mackey, the guy who set up Whole Foods. Kevin O'Leary and Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank. I know I've heard of Shark Tank. I don't know that. I've watched it, but... I- I've watched Trackenstein, which is the British version of okay. it. That's a, that's a cool name. Stephen Moore appointed to the Federal Reserve, Grover Norquist. Uh, you know, I, I got to remember the name of his organization, but basically a tax freedom advocate. 
libertarians, conservatives, liberals, all just getting together to mingle and hear real debates and share real solutions. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Get your tickets now. Use coupon code FTL50 and save 50 bucks off of your ticket. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. FTL50. Now, you may, maybe you're not convinced. Well, get the five best speeches from last year to convince yourself. Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, John Mackey, all for free. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. It's, by the way, it's in Vegas, July the 17th through the 20th. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. We're going to be there. Love to see you there. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. We're going to go now to the phones. We've got uh, Joe, who is calling from Montana. Joe, what's on your mind? You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Um, uh, to be honest, I've never, uh, I haven't heard much of you guys before, and I was just driving through uh, where there was, you guys were on the radio, so I heard you talking about this issue, and, and uh, I, had a, I had a question on the, uh, um, the uh, libertarian view of pro-choice, and I, I don't know if I'm a libertarian. I believe in liberty, and I'm definitely not a Democrat or Republican. Okay. So um, it's a good start. Uh, I would so, not. But before you go on, Joe, I just want to make sure, sure. That, that we're clear. This uh-huh. issue does not make you or not make you a libertarian. That the abortion issue, I can, I set outside of the realm of liberty because what it really comes down to is a decision on when you believe life starts. Please go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, you guys mentioned the pro-choice position as being uh, you, you believe that it is uh, taking a human life to... Uh, uh, Not everybody here to, said uh, that. Have an I said it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And sorry if I don't remember your guys' name. My but, name's Mark. Um, okay. So, um, uh, but yet you would be pro-choice. And so my question would be, how does that work for, like... Uh, you know, just somebody going out and killing their neighbor. Uh, is there? A, um, you know, we we all agree that that's taking a human life. But um, how how would you see the government's role in enforcing that, or how would that be? Um, I see no government role in enforcing that. I think the government is a highly inefficient organization, uh, what we've seen up to this point. I agree with you there. And um, (laughs) to to hand them over this delicate and important task uh, sounds, you know, it, it sounds like a bad idea. We've seen what... It, what happens when the government outlaws abortions? We know what happens. We don't need to return to that. Um, so I don't think any of us here are going to advocate for the state to incarcerate people for choosing to get abortions. Certainly okay. not. And I would say the same in regard to murdering one's neighbor. I would not. Yeah, I, no. would, I would appeal all murder laws, so I feel like I'm consistent there, I guess, at least. I'm glad Melanie agrees with me. Usually I just get shocked silence when I say that. Awesome. Well, no, because so kind of in the same vein is the reasons I would not outlaw abortion. I would repeal all laws also, by the way. But so because you can get a really high false conviction rate with a population that just has a high mortality rate, which are early embryos and and or embryos and early fetuses, I guess, technically. You can get a false conviction rate with killing adults just because maybe it was self-defense and you can't prove it was self-defense. Maybe there was false evidence against you. Maybe there wasn't good evidence and juries are just stupid. So I would rather kind of... Like, most people aren't going on murderous rampages, so I would rather kind of just let people 
deal with defending themselves than have people stand there and have to question if they can defend themselves because the state's going to put them in jail if they do. I would make this distinction. If we're going if if we're going to push a button and and somehow rid ourselves of the state, and by the way, that hasn't worked in nine thousand years. But if that's what we were talking about here, uh, this ludicrous notion that that's what's going to occur, <laughs> I would not throw a lifeline to the state so that it can continue on its uh its, its crusade against homicide, right? Like that's not to me the reason to save the state. However, in a world where the state exists. That's the one I occupy. Well, yeah, so if, I want that organization to okay, be concerned um, with homicide. If I can only okay. let, let the appeal. gentleman talk, if we could. Uh, just, I guess, as a follow-up, uh, would there be a recourse at all? I, you know, I totally get the the state inefficiency, and I totally agree with that. I'm yeah. on board with that. Would is there any? Uh, would there be any type of recourse for weaker people being? Um, victimized by bigger stronger people god made man sam colt made him equal is there any recourse for that (laughs) now because the state is just the stronger person from somebody who's being falsely convicted because they're poor and can't afford a good attorney or even not just poor just not middle class or somebody who's being falsely convicted because they don't have good defense laws in that state so that's Kind of where we are now. Yeah, um, humans okay. are going to gravitate. I, 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 I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm clear on this. Humans are going to gravitate to some organization, uh, organizational model. We can call that organizational model government. I don't have a problem with that. The state, however, is an organization that claims a monopoly privilege on governance, and governance ultimately is violence. Right? Um, you know, that's what it is. Right? If I decide I own my property and somebody decides otherwise. I can either give it to them or fight, and those are my choices. Property exists because of violence. The state claims you as its property. Okay. Um, that, uh, thank you for thank you for uh, answering my question. Yeah, thanks for listening. Check us yeah. out at freetalklive.com if you want to hear more of the inane ramblings of libertarians. And uh, that's what we do here at Free Talk Live. Joe, thank you so much for the call. It's definitely a fascinating topic. I mean, because there are so many different aspects to it. It's not a simple thing to address i don't know i don't know whether or not i agree that it's murder because it's not my call to assess that uh well we i off the air uh melanie and i discussed this one and i think that there's sort of the the sort of degrees of everything i love the idea that everything's a spectrum and uh for instance what i would say is is the the burning building question you're running into a burning building you have the choice of saving one infant or a petri dish with a thousand embryos right um you you pick and i'm gonna by the way I'm a volunteer firefighter, or was until relatively recently. I haven't yet been picked up by the new organization. Um, and I have gone into burning buildings. I haven't saved infants in them. And uh, that means that I've got to make a decision. If I'm choosing, I'm going to choose the baby, not the Petri dish. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far as to say, if I had to choose between a poodle and a Petri dish full of uh, zygotes, I'm going to still pick the poodle, because the poodle sort of exists in more real-world fashion. So See, are the zygotes honest? a thousand uh, human lives? Yes, they are. But I would pick I, the dog over most humans. To be <laughs> totally honest. I'm, not, I'm not joking. The dog's lighter. And if it was a cat, forget it. Human can pull itself out. I'm taking the cat. <laughs> the cat can pull itself out. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's probably too frightened to. And, you know, I, I would feel worse about the cat's death. And I realize that's not a healthy position, but I don't get along well with other human beings. Generally speaking, I do get along with cats and dogs. 
I certainly wouldn't rescue zygotes or embryos or whatever from a burning building. There you go. Yeah. But I don't know that I consider them life in the first place. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio you control, talk about whatever's on your mind. Give us a call at 855-450-3733. There's still time if you get in quickly enough. Again, that's 855-450-FREE as in freedom. With you tonight is Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we're going to go to the phones. We have David calling in from New Mexico. David, what's on your mind? Maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I had my maple syrup confiscated by the Japanese government while I was there. Uh, they, they they took my maple syrup. I was grumpy about and it. And still wouldn't let you in. That's not supposed to be how that works. They can steal your right. stuff if they let you in. That's that, that's really the thing is, is that first they tell me I'm not going to come in. Then they go through my luggage. They say, oh, everything's fine here. You haven't stolen anything. Then they tell me I've got to take my luggage through the airport so now it has to all my luggage that was previously checked for 13 hours and made it in now has to comply with the tsa's rules or whomever is telling the japanese people uh japanese security agencies that they've got to do things i presume it's the tsa uh, that they've got to comply but only so much as i'm taking it to the gate to then check it again like it just had to be my maple syrup had to be thrown away for the short walk to the gate. Time out. You took your own maple syrup. Yes, I'm you from have... New Hampshire. We carry maple syrup around. But you're not from New Hampshire. I'm a trope. You, you, I, I, but you have fully when you say adopted. From what does what does from mean? Well, you are from Florida, correct? Well, but what does from? I'm from New Hampshire. I left New Hampshire to travel to. Tokyo, I live right, in New Hampshire. Right, that's what I was getting at, though, is that you have fully absorbed the New Hampshire culture. Yeah, I, 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 be- <laughs> I believed when I moved here that I was, uh, I, was, I was probably a Yankee lost in the South. Really? Yeah, I fe- kind of feel that way. There's, I, th- these are my people in so many ways, the good and the bad of them. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I, I believe that I'm, a, uh, I'm actually a northerner. I am offended by their Yankee statues. Of uh, Yankee soldiers standing that there. That makes no sense to me, because if you'd rather be here than the South, why would you be offended by that? Because the people in the South suck. Their government may have been slightly better if it had followed its own constitution, in the same way the United States government, if it followed its own constitution, Oh, I don't think it would be, be better. better. I, mean, I think I'm just inculcated with the notion uh, that you know the South is different from the North. It and is. when I see a uh, statue, I see... The declaration that Southerners should be eradicated. But you picked the North. I like it. Is it because of the people? Um, I do. Yeah, it's the people here that I like the most. Go it's ahead, David. Are we, still talking about, are we still talking about maple syrup? <laughs> Something. <laughs> I think there is some maple um, syrup somewhere in the conversation. I had, yeah. I had some on and, Mother's and, Day. And, and, My son made pancake or made uh, waffles for the wife, and uh, we of course have maple syrup. All right. Oh, and uh, uh, you mentioned that movie Vice uh, again. Uh, uh, thanks for the memories that I, I worked in. Oh, since Ian's not there, I can brag and not get cut off. I, I worked in a scene with Christian Bale and uh, what's his face, Gladiator Russell Crowe. I think we're talking um, about. A, is it a different Vice? 
Russell Crowe. No, was you're a, talking about that movie Vice about about Cheney. Yeah. yeah. And Christian Bale played Cheney. Oh, is that who played Cheney? I don't know. Whoever it was was brilliant. A brilliant actor. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, Christian Bale's a brilliant actor. And this is called Vice. Day. It's well worth seeing. Pardon? It's called Vice. I yeah. was confirming yeah. the name of the movie. Because cool. I still have to finish watching the Avengers movies. I've watched Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Excellent recommendations. Oh, good. There's actually a list telling you the best order in which to watch these movies. Following your advice, I also skipped Captain America. They actually wanted you to watch that first before proceeding to any of the others. Well, I'm not saying you should skip Captain America. I'm just saying it's not one of the best of them. Right. Well, yeah. if I'm not likely to see something really awesome. But Robert Downey Jr., he did an amazing job as... Um, Acting as himself. <laughs> yeah, probably. But basically, he got cast as Robert Downey Jr. with no consequences for being Robert Downey Jr. See, I happen to think that his model of Tony Stark was based on John McAfee. Maybe. That's what I... He even kind of looks like him with the graying goatee and yeah. all of that. He acts I can like... I see that. Yeah, I think he was, you know, portraying Tony Stark as being John McAfee. David, thank you so much for the call. <laughs> Poor David. Going to have to let what? you go because we have another caller, right? Uh, yes, we do All have right. another caller, but uh, it hasn't finished coming through yet. I just figured the maple syrup conversation was done. Oh, no. David David, uh, David likes to start off with something and then get to his call. Oh, okay. David, then your call. Sorry. That, that's okay. The um, oh, And uh, quickly, I think you need to, Mark said, quote, I wouldn't propose to know what sort of pleasure a woman gets from sex. I think the, your clipmeister needs to make a clip from that one. <laughs> and, what I had call- <laughs> and, and what I had called about was, um, uh, again, another reason all people within reach of my voice, uh, uh, stay out of New Mexico, don't do business with them, don't visit them. We had uh, two days ago, there was a uh, public, a government employee, a school bus driver ra- raped is a seven-year-old passenger. Oh, Jesus. So stay out of New Mexico. Don't do business with these people. I, uh, you know, obviously I have a vendetta against them, and I'm, but I'm trying to spread the word as why to, stay why, there? to yeah, avoid. Why, when are you coming to New Hampshire? They, they're holding my children host, hostage here. Uh, I can't abandon yeah. my children. They've got them hostage. Yeah. I, I can imagine that. That sounds brutal. Uh, that's a good reason brutal. for staying it, in New Mexico. Um David, I want to thank you for the call. Uh, we do have um, Chris calling in from MI. I believe that's Michigan. I'm not 100% sure. My U.S. state initials is kind of um, not good because I haven't really paid a lot of attention. To is it MG? They, it's MI. I'm just kidding you. Chris, what's on your mind? You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, evening, y'all. Uh, well, you mentioned maple syrup and you had me there. Uh, North people or South people uh, pass maple syrup. Uh Who's got the biscuits? Uh, you know, we, uh, we're we all here. Uh, we, uh, we're in the same... Somebody said, we all came on different ships, but we're all in the same boat now. You know, maybe we you know we keep together because someday maybe we got to take on something that's bigger than all of us. You know, yeah, so uh, I can take... I, I can arguing for unity. I can be on the same yeah. side of a fight with somebody without claiming that we have the same culture and being friends with them. Yeah, I mean, there's differences and stuff, but when it comes down to it, you know, uh, we all be swinging in the same direction. But yeah, there's some differences going on. I got a, I got a Vermont cookbook. I got my great great grandma. She was full blooded Native American from Vermont, and I what was tribe? over there. Didn't know, uh, we think Potawatomi. We're not sure. Okay. Uh, 
Because they wiped out the been. Abenaki. Uh, yeah, it could have been. Nah, uh, not good. very, not a full, not a full-blooded Abenaki. There's, there's just none of them around that can really even claim it. They're all there's dead. Not a lot of them, period. On it, but we got a few Potawatomi's here. We think that because there were some here, and they came back here from there. They married a, she married a guy by the name of Lord, and. Uh, well, Chris, we want to thank you for the call. Um, I don't know much about Native Americans. I don't know much about New England geography, which is kind of a problem because people are like, oh, it's, oh, it's just, you know, 10 miles north of Jaffrey or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that you might as well be telling me. This is the sort of thing that, um, that okay, so wherever you are, you'll will, your geography will get better and be, sort of grow outward in concentric circles over time. Like, you may not yeah. where, know, know where Jaffrey is today, and I certainly wouldn't have it at some point, but now I do. But there's points in New Hampshire where people could say Hopkinton or something. I don't know where that is. That's true. So it just kind of, you know, the farther you travel in a given uh, period of time, and I, I know that you don't live that far from where you work, you're probably not going to learn too many of the, you know, too much of the region too quickly. It doesn't really matter. All you really have to know is where things are in Cheshire County, um, and you'll figure them out as time goes by. I hope so, because it is frustrating, because I am used to knowing where all of these little local towns and cities, I don't want to use the word cities, but where all of these local towns actually are in relation to me. And that's, I mean, that's how it was in Mississippi, because I was born and raised there, obviously, so the knowledge perhaps isn't coming as quickly as I would like, and that makes it frustrating because it's like I I feel like I should know these places by how frequently they're mentioned, but I just have no idea most of the time what people are talking about. Plus, there's the whole cultural difference. Everything's named Borough, and sometimes it has the UGH, sometimes it doesn't. Well, and it's just- on top of that, there is a, uh, you know, a, mon- a municipality or, or a town or something, a village or something named Manchester in every New England state. This is the, the lack of planning and uh, creativeness on the, the, uh, the side of these people is stunning to me. Um, well, back then, that, they were further away from each other. It's just not an excuse. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, name the town after your wife, for God's sakes. Your mom. Everybody's got a mom. Name the town after her. I don't see naming a place after someplace you left on purpose. That's the weird part to me. Right. Which, yeah, it's, it's always struck me as weird that it's called New England, you know? Right. If Hampshire. Yeah, like, I left England on purpose. Why am I going to call this New England? If Hampshire was so great, why'd you leave it? And, and the football team of New England are the Patriots, which is what we call the people who fought against <laughs> England. This has been Free Talk Live. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. Help me take Bitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com